Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 113 of the Well Done Life podcast. Welcome back to episode 113 of the Weldon Life podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Davis. If you are new here, hey, how are you? Welcome. I am so glad that you were here with us this week. If you've been here before, you guys know the deal. I love you deep. And I really appreciate you continuing to support me on the journey. So thank you and welcome back. Before we get started, um, I always like to make sure that I set the foundation. I like to make sure that everyone knows why we're here and what this foundation, this safe space is built on. And since I treat it like a house, I always like to make sure that I let you guys know that my foundation for this podcast is built on clarity and love. Clarity, it's really straightforward. I just wanna make sure you understand that the Well Done Life podcast is a podcast that I created for women. This is a safe space for us to learn and grow through sharing our stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, All of those things to me can lead us to new levels and can help us as we are striving to be our best versions of ourselves. So welcome. Now that you know what that is all about, I want you to also know that everything that we do in this space is going to be rooted in love. And love is one of my favorite things. So I like to make sure that in order for me to show you love, I believe I have to give it. And so I like to give it through prayers. Um, I want to make sure this week that I am sending each of you prayers of peace. I definitely want to send you prayers of time. I want you to be able to have the time that you need in order to carve out some quiet, some peace for yourself. Because as women, you know, we're constantly on the go doing all the things to live the best life possible. And we're busy and tired and overwhelmed. And we're also battling with all the different things that are going on within society. It's a very curious time, a very stressful time. So I hope that you are able to take moments and create pockets of peace for yourself. And so I am definitely granting you and praying for you time and peace. I'm also praying for you, love. I'm always going to pray love for you. I want you to feel love from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet because we deserve it. Is this that simple? We deserve it. So I want you to make sure you have that in your life. I'm also praying prayers of abundance. And I'm not just talking about uh, monetarily because that's always a given. I'm going to want you to exceed. I want you to grow and multiply. But I want you to be abundant in happiness. Excuse me. I want you to be with happiness comes love. So you need to be abundant in those areas. So I am sending those prayers to you. And I'm also sending prayers of empathy because no matter what, we do need to make sure that we don't lose sight of our empathetic nature, that we can see people for who they are and understand that sometimes everybody's not in the best of places. And unfortunately, that can lead them to do things that can be hurtful. And you have to understand that a lot of times people are operating from a place of hurt. So we just have to give people space on, you know, to heal, to grow and give ourselves space to be able to understand that everybody may not feel the way that we feel and that we can be empathetic to other people's circumstances. And I'm not saying be a doormat for other people. I'm not saying allow yourself to get hurt and damaged in it, but I'm saying to allow yourself to be empathetic so that you can understand. Because when you understand, you learn how to navigate. You learn how to see people better. And that's a key to growth. And we are all here to grow and learn. So 
now that we've set the foundation, let's kind of start winding into, excuse me, this week's episode. I am recording on Thursday night, June 16th. It is 10, 12 p.m. It is beautifully silent in my house. So I was like, this is the perfect time to be able to talk to you guys. I am so glad. It has been a very crazy week. I'm sure you're having a crazy week too. I just cannot believe how quickly time is flying, how quickly the month is going. I mean, we are in the sixth month of the year. And before we look up, we'll be in July and the seventh month before we know it. So I definitely am trying to take a moment to breathe because as we are also talking about cultivating softness in our lives, we want to you know, really value those moments of softness. And that's kind of what we've been talking about all month, you know, trying to create more softness in our life. Like I told you guys, this is maybe my journey back to softness, Lady P's adventure back into softness. So I have been trying to cultivate it where I can in my life. And so I wanted to continue uh, this week talking about how we will kind of lay the foundation for creating more softness in our life. And before we, though, get into that, um, I want to make sure I I say thank you for everyone supporting last week's episode, uh, 112, The Right Choice. You know, it is very important to be able to make the right choice. And a lot of times that right choice is going to involve choosing ourselves before we sacrifice ourselves for other people, having boundaries about how we expect to be treated. And, you know, there's always an old saying, you have to teach people how to treat you. And that is very true. And so if you are struggling with some of that, I would definitely recommend listening to episode 112, You Are Not Alone. I am in that struggle as well. And it is something that I am growing through. And I'm very thankful that I've made some of the right choices recently. And it has definitely made me feel so much better, so much more inspired to just keep going, so much more resolved to know that I got this. And I just feel very, 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 very grateful for that. So I want to make sure that you have that experience within yourself as well, that you start to give that opportunity to yourself and that you create boundaries, that you make the right choice and choose you. And um, in that episode, I talked a lot about uh, Nedra Tawab's book about setting boundaries, and I'm going to make sure I link it. I keep linking it because I want as many people to read it as humanly possible. I loved the book. I had a book club session with some friends about it. It was a great session, but I think it can open up so many doors. And the book was on sale when I uh, posted last week, so I'm hopeful that the book is still on sale. It could be the best $16 that you've ever spent. So I hope you give it a try, but, you know, definitely make sure that you are starting to really look at your boundaries, really think about, you know, how you are letting people move in your life and make sure that you are not putting yourself in a position where you are trying to be everything to everyone at the detriment of yourself. I know I'm not the only person who's talked about that, but you know, sometimes maybe you need a friendly reminder from somebody who's in the trenches going through it themselves, who has put other people ahead of themselves so that you know that you can stop doing it too. And it's never easy, but we are worth it. And so we have to start making those steps toward ourselves. So again, I really hope that you will check out episode 112, The Right Choice. I will have it linked in the show notes. And I hope that you will make the right choice and choose yourself and respect your boundaries. But this week, we're kind of pivoting away 
away from that a little bit. I wanted to talk about creating space for softness because, you know, I can define softness for you. I can tell you about creating boundaries and how that will lead you to having more softness in your life. But it is very important that we also create space for softness in our lives. You know, um, it is just very important to be able to cultivate that because one thing about the work of softness, <laughs> the soft life, and I'm doing the air quotes, you have to create space for it. I mean, you have to be willing to move past a lot of your preconceived notions, a lot of the things that block us from being able to live the life that we want in order for us to be able to embrace the soft life. Because I think a lot of us have to understand that the block that we have to be able to live in this perceived soft life, again, the air quotes, is based a lot of times on our fears. And let me say that again. A lot of the times, the things that block us from living the soft life, air quotes, are things that we have cultivated that are based upon our fears. Our fears have a lot of time opportunity in our lives sometime to keep us living at a level that is below what we should be living. And we get comfortable there. And I have talked many times about being in a cycle of mediocrity because I've been there, done that. <laughs> and it, it, it's, not a, it's not an easy departure because mediocrity is comfortable. Mediocrity is, is safe and mediocrity is stable because you know the devils that you face and you just get so confident in facing those devils and those challenges that you just decide to coast with it. And so you settle there. And when you settle there, you allow yourself to stop hoping for more and to stop creating space for more because you're comfortable. And we've all been there. So again, this isn't, I always like to make sure I preface these kind of conversations. This isn't about judgment because all of us have been there. Hell, I told you guys about my journey of leaving my old job after 14 years. I resided in comfortability and mediocrity for 14 years. So if I can make the choice to get out of that, just imagine what you could do if you made the choice on yourself. And don't let me act like it was an easy choice. It wasn't. I went back and forth a lot. I pondered it a lot. I let my, I had to talk over my fears. I had to speak to myself to encourage me. So you, but I just want to make sure I say that because I want you to know that you can do it too, because I created space in my life for that change to happen. And that is why tying it back to what we are talking about today, it is so important for us to begin to do what we need to do to create space in our lives for the softness, for the soft life. And I know that it's starting to sound a little daunting as we're talking about it. You know, the soft life, the journey, it sounds so easy when you see it on social media because, you know, you see people just luxuriating and traveling and doing all the wonderful things, hashtag soft life. But a lot of times we don't talk about the other things that have to go on behind the scenes in order for us to be able to embrace those moments in our lives. Because many of us, again, carry fears and doubts that will limit us from being able to enjoy those things fully. Because a lot of times we'll wind up worrying about, well, if I do this, excuse me, how is that going to impact me being able to pay the bills? 
if I take time off of work, you know, I'm I, I, I'm going to wind up um, missing something or I'm going to wind up coming back to a load of work that I just am not going to be able to handle. Or I just can't take time away from my family. My family needs me. I have to be there 24-7. I can't take a little bit of space just for me because something may happen. I have to be there. There again, there are so many different aspects to how that appears in all of our lives. and But it's still all rooted in fear. And if we are not creating space for softness by dealing with our fears, dealing with our concerns, then how can you live the soft life? And so that is why I wanted to, again, talk about in this episode, how we create space for the soft life. So I know that we've been, you know, really intentional about this journey and So I wanted to make sure that as we are having this conversation, that I did a little research, you know, just to see how have other people gone about creating space in their life for the softness? Because again, there's not a playbook to this thing. There's never a playbook to the well-done life. Each of us has to cultivate different things in our life based upon our comfort based upon our capabilities, based upon how motivated we are and inspired for change. And it looks different and the pace is different. So we have to acknowledge that and we have to learn first and foremost to be comfortable at our pace and our space because this is what works for us. So when you are trying to figure that out, a lot of times if you're not cautious, you know, looking around and seeing how other people are creating space can make you feel a little uncomfortable. Because it's like, you have to, I know sometimes for myself, when I really first started trying to deal with myself, I always felt like it was like imposter syndrome. You know, I wanted to try to do all the things to be able to create the space. I wanted to journal. I wanted to color. I wanted to do all those things. And I have done those things and I had incorporated them in certain ways in my life, but I recognized I had to stop worrying about following other people's guide and follow my own. I had to just take a little bit of nuggets sometimes from everybody else and make it for me because I knew that if I did that, that ultimately I would make the commitment to create this space. So I wanted to share with you some things that I've uncovered as I was researching for this episode, you know, of things that you can do to create softness in your life. And one thing I will say from all of the research and everything that I have noticed that one of the things that you will have to do is make sure that you acknowledge that you are ready for this moment. You really do. You have to acknowledge that you are ready for softness in your life. And you know what? You just have to take it. And some of the uh, areas that I found where people kind of started cultivating their soft journey, they took it in small chunks. Like uh, one article that I found on uh, the website Medium in regards to how you could strengthen your life by embracing your softer side. And I will make sure that I put the link to this article in the show notes. Uh, The young lady, she focused on three key areas. For her, it was about being gentle, giving herself permission to be gentle with how she dealt with things as it related to her emotions, as well as also how it related to other people. 
you know, she didn't always have the wall up. She realized that she had them up and she said, you know what? I need to take it down. I need to listen with a more open ear. That is also one of the reasons why I always like to pray for empathy for people because that does help you a lot to be gentle because when you're empathetic, you can hear things outside of your perception. And so it is very important to be able to incorporate that in areas of your life. And so that is just one thing that you can do. The other thing she said was be very curious. And I agree with that because you're going to have to probably try different things and be open to hearing different thought leaders and techniques until you're able to figure out what works for you. And so you want to stay curious. I mean, you don't want to get stuck on one thing, especially if that one technique doesn't work for you. I know for myself, when I really first started trying to tap into my softness, trying to be more intentional with myself, I really um, tried to journal. And at that particular point in time, I was not ready for that. I was just not because I wasn't committed to being able to carve out the time consistently for me to do it. And when I was doing it, I'm like, I don't find joy in this. And I'm doing it because I feel like it's something that I need to do in order to make sure that I'm doing all the things like I mentioned earlier with imposter syndrome to have this soft, intentional life. But I realized that it wasn't working for me and I stopped doing it. And in that moment, I have to admit for myself, I wasn't as curious as I needed to be so that I could maybe find a way to incorporate journaling into my life. It could be just bullet journaling and quick points, or it could be journaling in the evening versus journaling in the morning. You know, everybody has all these different routines. And at that point in time, for some reason, I stopped being curious about different things and I let it go. Since then, I now know that I was at a phase where I am now, I am more open. I'm more receptive. I'm more committed. So now that I have been journaling since the beginning of the year, because that was one of the things that I wanted to do as my journey to be more intentional, to leave things behind that I had done previously was to be more open with my emotions. So communicating them on paper has helped me be able to articulate them more when I'm speaking to people. And so I have been able to find a consistent pattern of being able to journal. I make it work for me. I have a night routine. I don't do a morning routine because I realize I'm not essentially a morning person. I would thrive more in the evening and I am more open and apt to be able to give myself that consistent time. But I was curious and I made the commitment to pivot when it wasn't working for me. And I learned something that does and I haven't looked back. So be open, be curious to new things. You never know what you might learn and how it can open you and help you see yourself in a different way, which will create softness. Another thing that she mentioned, or the third thing, was being kind. And, you know, I feel like sometimes when we say be kind, that's always one of those things that is just like, well, be kind. Of course you can be kind, you know, say hello to people, what have you. But when I'm starting to think about being kind, I'm not afraid to compliment other people. And I'm also not afraid to anymore to just like be open to people. Don't go into every situation with a perception or a thought of what's going to happen before it happens. 
or judgments of people. I just want to go into it with a kind, open heart and hear what this person has to say and take them at face value. And I have learned that my discernment will guide me and I don't have to go into it with any type of notions. Because a lot of times when we're going into things with preconceived notions and we are not operating from a place of kindness, if you think about it, your mind is racing and trying to figure out what this person is saying and doing. And it comes and it does at times feel it feels negative. It feels uncomfortable. It's unsettling to the spirit. And that is not a healthy space to operate from if you are trying to be in a softer form of life because you are unbothered in the soft life. You know that you are living on another level. And so if you are at that point, you should be operating in a level of discernment to be able to just see people for who they are and make decisions accordingly without having to take in energy or generate energy that can unsettle you in order to figure out someone's motives. And if you have to do that, those are probably not the people that you should be associating with anyway. And you already know that, but you are just not being decisive with your boundaries and it is creating an unsettling spirit. And that is something that you have to deal with. So operating from a place of kindness to me is definitely a great opportunity to be able to create softness in your life because you are then allowing yourself to exude the fact that you know that you can be good to other people and you don't have to worry about them being good to you because you know that if the people aren't going to be good to you, they will be removed from your life because you are operating from a place of heart center and there is greatness in that. And you don't have to worry about what other people do. You all are just operating continuously in love and you're just letting God and the universe move out the people who do not operate in that level. So that's just one article that I found that kind of took it in three places, which I love because I think that that's great. Like I said, for someone who might be just kind of getting started and you just don't want to be overwhelmed, you just want to learn some things that could help you be able to start to create softness in your life. Then I uh, came across another article and this one was a blog from the minimal mi- minimalism design, <laughs> minimalism made simple. Excuse me. I'm sitting a little bit further away from my computer. So please excuse me. You know, the glasses just were not cutting it. But anywho, um, for her article, it was 10 powerful ways to create space in your life. And here are the 10. And here are a few that I thought would be pertinent to our discussion. Uh, One, decluttering your thoughts. And that kind of goes back in line to operating from a place of kindness. Because again, if your thoughts are focused on trying to determine somebody's ulterior motives in that situation, or like I said, remember, you're taking in all of these different things, this energy, and you're allowing your thoughts to race and overthink and try to figure out. That creates a lot of unnecessary energy that is not conducive to softness. Um, Another thing is don't procrastinate. And procrastination is a lot Ah, That's like a double-edged sword because I am a reforming procrastinator. I am not going to pretend and say I'm not. I have always been that way, even as a child. Um, I've been just one of those kind of people where I would drive my parents crazy because I would sometimes just wait until the last minute to do homework and projects because for me, it was just the thrill of being able to do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> really, just simply put, it was a thrill. It wasn't that I couldn't do it. It was just like the, the thrill. It's just something about cramming was is something that I always have enjoyed. And I took those habits, unfortunately, into college. And as an adult, even sometimes in the corporate space, that has definitely been a challenge for me. But I have to admit, as I have um, matured, I don't find the need to procrastinate anymore because I don't, I am stopping now operating from a place of fear when it comes to certain tasks, because that's one aspect of procrastination that we don't talk about enough, that a lot of times procrastination is rooted in our own fear that we are not going to be able to complete this task that we're working on. And so we put it off. Or it's also rooted in this this thought that we don't like what we're doing. But again, a lot of times we don't like what we are doing. It's also rooted in the fear that we just don't feel like we're going to be able to handle this task, that we're not going to be able to accomplish it. And that can lead to procrastination. And procrastination can definitely slow down being able to have spaces of softness in your life because you are just so last minute. And you're not giving yourself room to be able to plan and to think and to allow positive energy to come in to show you that you are capable of doing these tasks. So it is very important to me if you are cursed, unfortunately, with the spirit of procrastination, as I have been, that we we learn how to deal with ourselves and get to the root of what drives our procrastination, because everything has a root in something. So we all have to take an opportunity to face those roots. We're at this point in life where it's it's time. You know, we can't keep operating from less than. And if you are procrastinating, you're not giving yourself your full opportunity to be able to thrive. So you want to make sure that you are dealing with that part of yourself so that you don't have to worry about it. As things come in, you handle it because you know that you are thoroughly equipped to be able to handle it. And if you make a mistake, the world is not going to end. You'll be able to fix it and it will still occur. It's just giving yourself that room to know that you are capable so that you don't have to slow down the brakes to keep going. So that is definitely one area that I would recommend. Another one that she has on here for creating space in your life is saying no. And I have talked about uh, boundaries. Saying no is a sentence No, no is a full sentence. Just stop. I mean, just if you tell somebody no, they really should not question you any further. It's a it's a full statement. And we should not allow people to make us feel obligated to explain that. And a lot of times we are not operating in that space. It's just really that simple. And we're not saying no to things or to people that we know that we should be saying no to. We're we're working from a spirit of obligation versus being definitive about how we feel and putting ourselves first. So learning how to say no more is going to allow you to create more space in your life because you are going to stop doing things that don't bring you peace. Just know if someone is mad about you saying no, that's really not your issue. Because I'm quite confident that you said no because you thought about it. It did not fit well into your spirit. And you made a decision that you stand behind. That should be enough. And we have to give ourselves permission for that to be enough. 
Yep, that's it. That ends my TED Talk on that. Uh, The next one was managing your expectations. You know, kind of like what I was saying earlier when we were talking about, or, you know, creating space. This is not, and the journey into the soft life, this is not a cookie cutter path. And so you have to understand you're going to have to cultivate your journey based on your life, based on your comfort. And so you have to temper your expectations with that, with yourself as it relates to this journey. You have to understand there's going to be highs and lows. Love to say that everything is going to be sunshine and roses, boo-boo, but I will be lying to you. It's not. And every day I don't feel positive and every day you're not going to feel positive. But the ultimate thing to remember is that you will make it through because you have an expectation that good things will come again. Good things will continue to happen for you because you deserve them. Right now you might be in the valley a little bit, but this isn't going to last forever. So manage your expectations when in regards to that, you know, give yourself space to realize that sometimes it's going to be struggle, but It's not always going to be that way. And you are equipped to handle the struggle and you will make it through. And then also another area of managing our expectations is managing your expectations with other people. You know, a lot of times we want to put our thoughts, our energy, our love and desire on people because we see all these wonderful things in them. One thing that we all have to learn, and I know I have had to learn, is that I cannot wish someone to live a good life. I cannot hope for someone to live a good life. I cannot buy someone a good life. It is up to that individual person to decide that they want to live a a good life. And if they make that decision to want to live a good life, they will put the work in behind it to live that life that they deserve. And we will be there to cheer them on and to support them as we can. But I can't give you a good life because of how I feel that you deserve it. Just because I see goodness in you doesn't mean that you're going to see goodness in yourself. And we have to understand that people are not don't operate that way. And we are not that capable. We our ego should not be that strong to make us believe that we can do that. But sometimes we we allow ourselves to feel that way. And even taking it a step further with that, a lot of times we're not managing our expectations properly when it comes to love. Yeah, I know that's a tricky one right there. You know, I've been there where I've loved people or I thought I loved them and I saw the good in them. I just believe that they could just be the best thing since, you know, sunshine. And I could, I, you know, I can support him and encourage him to be this best version of himself. And he will be all the man that I will need. That is not going to happen. And it never does. Because that other person doesn't feel that same way. And I know that's a kind of a touchy thing because, you know, a lot of times some of us believe that, you know, we can will people that love us. We can will people to see us. We cannot do any of that. And then at the same time, why would we want to? You know, why would we want to? We have to manage our expectations when it comes to love. We have to allow people to see us for who we are. And we also have to manage our expectations and see people for who they are. No one's perfect. 
No one. Everybody has mistakes. You just got to decide how many mistakes you're willing to put up with. I have a friend of mine who uh, always equates, you know, that sometimes in relationships, there's going to be things that you're going to have to put up with. She, what did she say? She was like, um, you know, there's going to be men. There's always, it's either going to be bullets. No, I'm sorry. Bitches bars or bullshit. Those are the three things that she says, you know, a lot of men come with bitches, bullshit or bars. And what are you willing to put up with? And when I say bars, that's prison bars, y'all. And I know that's a negative no for me and definitely the other bitches. But then that means that you have to manage bullshit. And again, I don't know how I feel all about that. I'm not saying every man is that way, but she's like, there's always something you know, and you may have to manage your expectations accordingly. And knowing that kind of, if you think about it, creates a space for softness because you know what you're dealing with and you have to make a choice about managing your expectations. I'm not saying making any one of those choices is the right choice. I don't know if I could deal with any of the three to be quite frank, but, um, you know, you just have to temper your expectations. So I kind of want to throw that in there because it is quite a, an interesting perspective, but it is something to kind of think about because if you're not managing your expectations when it comes to relationships with them, the people, you constantly are creating a cycle of stress in your life that will prevent you from being able to live in softness. So think about that as you are moving through. I only have two more that I wanted to share. And the next one is go on a social media detox. And she she is 100% right. I mean, truly, I love sitting around and scrolling on social media and all that great stuff. But I also know that there are times where I have to disconnect from it because it's just not healthy. And I want to make sure that I keep myself open and focused and just living. I mean, it is just so fun sometimes to go out and be around people and have great conversations, great meals, do wonderful activities and not take one picture and post it on social media. I actually enjoy moments like that. And I have to admit, I'm probably not like the, I'm not, let me just not even say probably not. I am not like the most avid poster. Um, but I, you know, I try to post as consistently as I can and I enjoy it when I do. But at the same time, I also enjoy those moments of just being present around people and taking in the environment, taking in the scenery, taking in the people and the conversation and the moments, focusing on those moments because those moments are priceless. Those are memories that are going to carry us through so many times. So I definitely recommend taking a social detox at times because it gives you an opportunity to kind of reset set and it gives you an opportunity to be able to create space because you're not so busy focused on social media. I don't know about you guys, but I use those timer clocks so I can see how much social media usage I have over a week's time. And I really do try to temper it, but sometimes it can get a little high. And if you think about the amount of time that we give to these platforms, that doesn't that takes away from opportunities for you to focus on other things. So just make sure you give yourself space. Definitely not saying d- dump it because I'm not dumping it, but I'm also saying take a break from it. Everybody needs a break. It will still be there when you get back. <laughs> and then the final one that I want to share with you is journal. 
And I know that I have told you guys I've struggled with journaling. I haven't. Uh, I have, but I have to admit I'm very grateful that I'm not struggling now. Having my journal, my nighttime routine of journaling has become one of the things that I look forward to. I don't care what time it is. Like in order for me to skip it, I'm like super tired. But if I skip it, then I go right back to it the next day. I might even catch it in the morning that next day that I missed, or I make sure I double up, you know, that night and give myself that space to get it all out. Find the routine that works for you, but being able to share your thoughts on paper can be so healing and it can just give you a reference point to show you how much growth that you have. Um, And also it is something that you have to create space in your life for. So it is your time. Those moments are very special. That is the last thing I do at night before I go to sleep. And it just helps me relax because I feel like I have it all out and it's just me and this paper. And as I flip this paper All of the things that I may have gone through that have stressed me out, I'm leaving there on the paper. And all of the things that I'm proud of, I have a record of it, so I don't forget. And it's just a great opportunity for healing. So I definitely would recommend journaling as an opportunity for you to create softness in your life. So there are lots of different ways that we can create softness in our life. And it's not an easy process. I mean... As you can see, it's it's really all about just cultivating a routine that works for you, committing to it, and moving forward. Give yourself that space. Create it. Take it. Seize it because you're worth it. And follow through. Don't overcomplicate it. Just do it because you're worth it. And I promise you, if you give yourself that space, and you see the benefits and you feel the feelings and you feel this, this comfort coming over you, this, this pull to live a simpler life, a strong, a softer life, you'll stay consistent and you'll follow and you'll follow through and you'll do it. And you've already created the soft spot life in your life. So give yourself that space to do it. I hope that this episode kind of gave you some tips to get you started on the journey. It's not easy, but I promise you, you can do it. I just want you to take that commitment to yourself. I want to thank you guys for this week listening. I hope it, like I said, offered value. And if there's different information that you would like to see or hear more about in regards to softness, please don't hesitate to share because I am more than welcome to share that information with you. I love it. I know this episode will be going live on Father's Day. And I want to say to all of the ladies there who are married or who are in relationships or who co-parent with with men, you know, celebrate them. Fathers are very special, especially the fathers who are actively present in their child's life. I miss my dad terribly. And I am very grateful that I was raised by a very strong black man. And I miss him so much. But I hope that this is a special Sunday that you get a chance to celebrate the men in your life who are making your children incredibly happy and showing them and encouraging them so much love.
So I really hope that you have an amazing weekend. I will have everything linked in the show notes, both articles, as well as Nedra's book again, as well as all of my contact information. But just in case you're looking for me, you can always find me on Instagram. No, I don't sit on Instagram all the time. If you send me a note, I will try to catch you though. At I am at Pamela L. Davis, as well as you can also find me at the Well Done Life podcast. I'm on Twitter occasionally at I am a Pamela L. Davis. And you can always kick it old school and email me at thewelldonelife at gmail.com. I, again, the website is coming soon. I got another update that we're super close. We just had to change out one picture that just looked kind of crazy, full transparency. <laughs> but we're working on changing that and just doing a couple of little other tweaks. And then she be, should be good to go. So I hope to be able to announce that in the next week or two. And we are going to be wrapping up June and softness and soft light very soon. And I am very excited to end this month and continue the journey going. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I want you to have a wonderful weekend, as well as if you are off for Juneteenth, I hope that you will get an opportunity to, you know, celebrate in by either relaxing or by, you know, giving back into the community. Just make sure that we are doing things that really help us understand the meaning behind Juneteenth, how blessed we are to be at this moment in our lives where we can actually see our ancestors' sacrifice and loss and death be fulfilled in us. Even though, yes, the struggle still continues, we are five times better off than a lot of our ancestors were. And we have to be grateful for that. Um, and we also have to remember that the fight still continues. So we need to just make sure that we continue to share the messages of what our holidays really mean and be able to educate people on the importance of our ancestors to the history of this country. So again, I want to say have a wonderful, restful holiday weekend, and I will be back next week with a new episode. Talk to you soon. Take care of each other and yourselves. Bye-bye.